Oh, well, hello there. Nope, this is still not some erotic Asian thing. Despite the title of our show, our podcast is still the furthest thing from being sexy. Unless you find wheezing tita laughters sexy. And uh, also, hashtag stop eroticizing Asian women. too hot not too cold feed them solid six months old not too hot not too cold feed them solid six months old all right we are rissa and z and we are two filipinx mamas who thought that hey one of the ways that we can erode the impact of white supremacy and coloniality in our Filipino culture and our parenting practices is to get drunk and talk about it. We aim to normalize a bunch of shit that people are typically hush-hush about, model authenticity, and create a space to make it easier for other Filipinx folks to be their authentic selves. And the conversation doesn't stop here. Follow us on Instagram, Dirty Nanai, and on Facebook, Dirty Nanai, and our Filipinx community space where most of the conversations happen that inspire our topics. Dirty Nanai, happy hour. This last one is a private group for Filipinx parents and parents who co-parent with Filipinx folks or parent Filipinx kiddos. So membership is filtered. We Facebook stock. <laughs> times no 13 times fuck you (laughs) we will facebook stalk you to make sure you're legit i'll keep it in there it'll be funny we will keep it we will keep it okay we'll keep it (laughs) also please support our podcast through patreon and i know we see this in every intro but we are so very thankful for your support. So if yes. you've enjoyed our podcast or would like to support a couple of Dirty Nanais, please consider supporting us through Patreon. Um, you can support us at our Dirty Nanai level for one dollar dollar month. Dirty Nanai level. <laughs> our filthy Nanai level for three dollars a month. Filthy bitches. <laughs> or our disgusting Nanai level for five dollars a month. Ew, five dollars. <laughs> dirty hoe okay whatever tier you go with we will still be elated by your support and our wish is to upgrade our equipment and perhaps create some fun merch for you all so please let our dirty nanai dreams come true and if you need the website it's patreon.com slash dirty nanai thank you (laughs) and of course the biggest shout out to shopzilla and bill beats for our dope intro and outro music oh my gosh well wow yes you know we've done this 13 times now and every single time i get drunk before the show even starts i'm such it's okay it's just like it's i've just accepted it as a part of who i am can can we also share to people what time we're recording this? Maybe oh, fuck. 
Oh yeah. The type. We're recording this at 8.57 p.m. That's fine. On a Friday <laughs> night. So concerning. Um, um, cool. So so Rissa has been um has been drinking since I'm I'm assuming like six, six, seven-ish. <laughs> six, seven, okay, calm down. You were like, I'm right off the clock of work. Time for like, I'm off clock. It's a Friday. Baby's down. I'm good. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, if you've been following us for a while, you know that we are two Filipinx American mothers that have been challenging white supremacy and coloniality within our culture in this. I wish it would, I would say hilarious, right? I think you're hilarious in this hilarious <laughs> way. And so for the heck of celebrations, we are happy to share that Dirty Nanai has been a podcast for officially one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was doing a dance. <laughs> like a dance, like, dance, like a microphone. <laughs> and snaps. Do we do snaps? Snaps. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yay, it's so exciting. One it's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts to think because I, I don't think like a lot of people know like, okay, yes, we are a podcast, but I think like a lot of people yes. don't know that um, it's not like we are actually in the same room. I don't think yeah. we've like shared that with people. We're actually like in two different places um, recording because freaking pandemic. Damn you, pandemic. And, and we still here. We still, still here. here. We still yeah. here. Oh my gosh. In past episodes, you may have heard us attempting to trademark the hashtag grounded and growing. Hashtag grounded and growing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are in luck because it is now the topic of our episode, but more along the lines of sharing our stories and experiences of being and becoming Filipino Americans through our personal immigration stories and navigating our identities all while raising kids. Yeah. And you know what? We'll also sprinkle in some throwbacks from previous episodes, as well as opportunities to reflect on not only how we personally want to grow, but how we want to grow our show. You know, it won't be like one of those episodes on television when the writers run out of material, so like a majority of the episode highlights past content. Um, It'll be a giant wink wink for our loyal listeners who've listened to the show and, you know, who get our are really random gimmicks and for the new listeners it'll be like a really cool new gimmick for you so uh, it's a it's a win-win but before we jump into the heart of our topic we will do a temperature check slash i see you activity i see you yeah i see you i see you i see you Basically, um, we will take turns sharing what has been on our mind. So without any clear transition whatsoever, Rissa, you can go first. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that is now Dirty Nanai trademark. It's like we stop trying to come up with like smooth transitions. <laughs> and we're just like, ah, awkward transition right now. <laughs> like right. we just, I don't know, man. When did that start? Like episode or something i don't even know something like that we just gave up on transitions and we were like yeah. fuck it just is that whatever it? yep fuck say whatever's on your mind yeah all right let's do it um so i think the biggest thing on my mind right now as is many for um parents who have kids under five is covid and omicron and like how Seriously, every single person I know who has been vaccinated and boosted got Omicron somehow. 
you know, and it's just, man, it is rough because it feels like we're kind of going back. I mean, at least for our little family, we're kind of going back to being really, really strict again. And not that we were ever really careless because we would always wear masks and we would always hang out with people who are vaccinated, um, like fully vaccinated. And so uh, for a while, there was a moment where we're like, okay, like we're seeing the inside of a restaurant again. Like even though most of the people that I'm seeing in a restaurant are masked, like we were, we were in restaurants, you know? Or like get-togethers with friends who are also vaccinated. So um, yeah, to go back to like what it was like before where we were just like fully, fully like isolated from people. Like I don't, man, the second time around is rough, you know, Mm -hmm. like how are you, like how are you dealing with it too? Because you have two kids under five right now. Right. Um, I'm a planner. And that's my strength, yet my weakness. Mm. But Omicron teaches you real quick Mm -hmm. that, like, even if you, you can't plan if there's no plan. (laughs) That's the thing with Omicron. Like, it fucks you up that you think that, like, you think you can outdo this thing. But it's like, no, bitch, like, sit down. Like, take that, take that back seat. I will show you who's boss. Like, that's what Omicron has been. Um, it's like really frustrating because it's like, I see, um, it's like you, you would think that it's far removed, right? Like, oh yeah, there's like, we're not, it's never going to touch our social circle. And yet like Mm -hmm. our circle of people who we know that has been affected by it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's like, now I'm like, all right, well, you know, we need to just be careful of like who you've seen and it's like even the idea of like you being exposed to someone else it's like fuck I need to like be careful now you know and I don't know what that's supposed to mean so it it is really really frustrating and I think it's um with kids too and just like Mm -hmm. I mean I understand that there are vaccines now for folks five and up but like under five It's like, how much protection can you really give? You know, it's like you can be the safest person out there, yet something will happen. So it's just living in that mode of like going back, like you said, like reverting back to your own like personal bubble. Right. And making sure that your family is safe. And it's frustrating because I'm like, oh, mental health wise, I'm like, I I know that I need to go hang out with friends. I know I need to do things, you know, outdoors. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's hard. Yeah. It's been, gosh, like I can't even imagine, right? Like the first time we did it, like the first time we've isolated from a bunch of people, like I keep looking back at what our lifestyle was like. And I think ours was like fairly similar, right? Like, I mean, I know you had some grandparents that helped you out with, so the, your bubble is like a little bit bigger mm-hmm. than mine because yeah, grandparents, <clears throat> but like- Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know how we did it. How did we do that? How did we do that for months? Right. And like now that, and the, and, and like a part of it too is like when we first did it, when we first did it, but when we first did it, um, I was pregnant too. So I was pregnant when it, when we first isolated March 13, 2020, right? I was pregnant 
And so I didn't yet have a toddler that's kind of running around that's like, Bish, we need to go out. We need to go explore mm-hmm. the world. The world is a beautiful place. Like, I'm just like, cool. I guess on Netflix, I will go. And, um, and a part of it too is like every day when I was pregnant, there was this like little joy in me where I'm like, ooh, I'm I'm experiencing new things. And that, right. that in itself was like an adventure. Like even right. though I didn't have a lot of opportunities to go out and and explore and 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 be with people while I was ha- while I was pregnant. Um I I think during my third trimester was when that happened. <clears throat> so, you know, so like I wasn't super like, huh. And I think a part of it too was um gosh, when was it? Like when we finally had our baby, um, I also was like, man, I'm okay not seeing people right. <laughs> at the yeah. beginning. Because I'm that. like, I'm tired. Like my body's tired. My body's gone through war. Like the, so, so it, it, it didn't feel like I was missing out a lot. And again, the newness of motherhood, like really kept me occupied. So I don't have that this time around. I have a toddler that, again, just wants to explore and just be like, you know, YOLO at the world, like, and just, you know, yeah, like hug things. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit harder. How did you, I know I've been talking a lot, but like, I'm I'm so curious, like, how, how did you deal with that the first time around with, well, at the, actually, you had a toddler at the time when that happened and you were pregnant kind of like on the early stages of pregnancy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. how did you deal with it with a toddler that's also very like fun loving and just wants to be yeah. around people it's hard because like so many things had closed right so it's yeah. like one of the things um like taking them to a museum for like the longest time like you couldn't mm-hmm. um if there were any playgrounds remember like playgrounds closed briefly i don't yes. know if any other like yellow tapes yeah playgrounds like yeah. someone died <laughs> that's like what it looked yeah. like yeah, our social yeah. ability died <laughs> <laughs> um hopes and dreams just died um, exactly but yeah it's like they would have and i don't know if anywhere else in the country like had it but like at least in our area the pacific northwest um they had those like caution tapes, you know, so like no one could play on there. And, and like, part of me was like, kind of sad about that. But also too, it's like, I, I hate to say, I I acknowledge my privilege. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to just throw that out there. I was very fortunate to be able to have like parents and in-laws that were around that could still help because Mm -hmm. And also, like, a job that allowed me to, like, still work. But, like, work from home is also a privilege, right? So it's, like, in in our life, see, I'm going to sound like an asshole. Like, in our life, like, things were okay, like, relatively okay. But my heart, like, just goes out for people who have, like, depended on the daycares, depended on, like, the income to pay for daycares, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, I have colleagues who you know, their kids ended up in daycare. And then once a surge happens, it's like, all right, you don't know when they're yeah. going to go back, you know? Yeah. And and that's really frustrating. And and it's it's that uncertainty every single time where someone needs to yeah. bend backwards. Um, and the other frustrating thing that I've noticed, and here, here comes the whole, like, you know, male privilege 
type thing Mm -hmm. is if two people were working at home, Mm -hmm. it was always the mom that would have to bend backwards or felt like they had to bend backwards because I don't think, especially in like my, my husband's case, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that there would have been a lot of leeway for him to just take that time to take it easy to support family. Right. So that was, yep. That's a a similar thing. And that's, uh, I was just thinking about that because like, you know, I'm fortunate to have a spouse that's like, hey, no, I want to be there. I want to like, you know, be a co-parent, not just be like the backup parent or like, you know, secondary parent. But it's interesting because his job, like, or just like jobs in general are less um, supportive of dads, you know, like with with, um, providing just kind of like the co-parenting support. And so like he and his colleague, they both had like his colleague who is a mom um, in a heterosexual relationship. Um, So they both, you know, we, we both have kids at around the same age, um, but there tends to be a little bit more of a forgiveness towards the mom with, with leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, with taking, with leaving certain like assignments or certain things because, you know, like, oh, because she has maternal things that she needs to do um versus my spouse who there's almost an expectation of like well your wife should be stepping up to right do this and you're like wait what (laughs) and 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 I don't think it's like anybody recognizing that that's really the case even though you're in a very progressive um yeah just like a progressive place like there's there's this expectation um you know that that the woman even if they might be the the bacon bringer oh god we said this before breadwinner breadwinner you know what i think you're mixing it up with um bringing home bringing the bacon home the bacon that's what it is god i did this in another episode talk about a like a throwback because i swear <laughs> to fucking god i did this before yes bringing home the bacon like even if you know the, in the in the heterosexual relationship, um, even if the um, wife is bringing home the bacon, there's there's still this expectation for you know for wives um, in a heterosexual relationship to right. like lift the work in parenting. That right. sucks. I'm just like yeah. Mm, yeah and then don't get me started and and i know that you have strong thoughts about this too but like we had toddlers right or like we have toddlers school-aged kids i'm like oh that's like another one that i'm like it it just hurts my heart like just so fucking much you know because i'm like a lot of them 2020 was like their senior year or like junior year and they're still they're still in the same fucking position of like you know, not having those experiences and, and that like breaks my heart like a lot, you know, and, and for some people, um, especially in the work that I do, like some kids or youth that like stayed home. Yeah. They were like, oh yeah, my, my anxiety is now gone because I used to have a lot of social anxiety, but then there were like a lot that like backfired where it's like their anxiety and depression just like, shot through the roof. Yeah. And then and then that's another thing of like, okay, parents had to kind of like juggle like who yep. stays home and yep. all that. So it's a major shit show. It's such a shit show. And I just feel so weird too, because like, I was just thinking about, um, what do you call it? Uh, have you seen the movie, um, Don't Look Up? 
I, I watched like maybe up to the 50 minute mark and then have not like finished it. What the fuck? Why can't you finish it? <laughs> I know because it's like I got distracted and ended up like watching something else. And like my, my spouse at that time, like I, I think did not like get into it. And I don't know if it was because um he was like, is it meant to be a comedy? Like, what's the deal with this? And like, satire. it's meant to be a satire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I oh. think he didn't really get into it, but um, I need to finish it because Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll throw back. Yeah. Another <laughs> oh throwback. God, throwback. Yeah. Oh. Man, if this was a drinking game, like anytime we have a throwback from here on out, you drink. Oh, I'm just drinking regardless. I Where's know, your I drink? Do you have one too? I do. I have my. Oh, it's in my your cat ch- mug. My Is normally. I know it's my queen mug. Oh, queen. <laughs> queen mug. <laughs> um oh my god leo dicaprio yeah. it's uh, that was i don't like so okay i'm trying to think of like i don't know it just feels like i, I don't know like i just think about okay okay backtrack i've been thinking a lot about my role um in education so without giving too much away like just as a reminder i work I work up in the district, um, in a, a school district, and you know, um, take part in making decisions about things like substitutes. Where <laughs> all over, all over the country, there is a huge sub shortage, and you know at this point too, like, you know, at this point, we're trying not to close down schools, mainly because there's a state, there's a state uh, law or protocol, I don't even know. But there's something within the state that's basically like mandating us to keep the schools open. And Mm -hmm. so we have to do everything we can to keep the districts open. Right. And I mean, like, so I'm, I mean, I'm not like super, super, super up there in the district level, but I'm like, oh, up there enough to like know the ins and outs of what's happening but not like like cabinet level up there so like not superintendent level but like um where was I going with this yeah I um I don't know like I I mean this is probably something I wouldn't admit out loud mainly because you know we're supposed to put on the face saying like no like we have we have to keep our kids safe in the building. And, and I get that, like in my equity bones, I get the need, you know, to have a space to keep our students safe, especially students who don't have homes or have instability in their homes, you know, to have, you know, to, who rely on the safety of being in schools. Mm -hmm. Similarly, like I'm fucking scared, like going into the buildings scare me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I can't I I I can see teachers burning out and breaking down because they are, you know, they're getting sick and so they have right. to sub for each other. Like it's it's a crisis out there. It's awful in the school systems right now. And like I I feel like, you know, part of my job is like, because I, I supervise, a, you know, certain teachers or people with certificated roles or like, so teachers um, who are working in the district, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are people that I, um, you know, supervise and having to make a decision. Okay, so who 
of those folks should go into the building? Should it be the person who is 65 years old with some like, who's immunocompromised, who has a 95 year old like parent, you know, that they have to see, like, should I send that person? I'm like, I don't like it. Like, you know, like I don't, ah, it feels so wrong. And Mm -hmm. I myself feel nervous about going into the buildings and I can't even imagine, and I'm saying this all, like I can't even imagine like teachers right now, you know, who have to do that. Like I'm, I'm just coming in to sub, you know, I can't imagine people who are doing this on a regular basis, but like, you know, like to have to come home and worry about your own child. Right. I just, I feel like, I feel like I'm one of those people in the Titanic. Ha, another shout out. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So Titanic. many. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, I feel like one of those folks in the Titanic where I'm like, you know, like, oh, we got to get this shit taken care of. Like, we got to go put the water out of here. Right. So that we can prevent the Titanic from sinking when really I just want to go lay in bed with my daughter and my husband and just be like, well, you know, I guess the boat is sinking. Yeah. Like the, the old man. You'll be that. You'll be those people who are like locked no. in the cabin. Yes. The old one that like just fucking was like, we're going like, to die together. Okay, we're just going to die anyway. I just want to be with you and be with the people I love. Versus, yeah. like, one of those people who couldn't just, like, take it the fuck easy or, like, just right. be with the people they love because they're trying to put out – they're trying to put pails of water out of the sinking ship. That's what right. I feel like. I don't know. I'm just doing a stream of consciousness at this point. I like, mean, that that was the whole point of, like, this activity anyway. It's like, I see you. I hear you. Nice. You know? Um See, it's like I feel for the teachers, but you know who I fucking like feel for, mm-hmm. and and it's hard because it's like we can't really get into this comparison game of thinking this person's job is much more, sure. you know, um, right. taken seriously than this other person's job. I don't want to mm-hmm. get there because we're all right. like in the same boat of like yes. fuck, it's fucking hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, my boobs are itchy. <laughs> I was wondering why you were touching yourself. I'm like. I was like, oh, I just have to like scratch a little bit. So I have like, um, like animals at home, and I think like one of the animal hair like went through my shirt. But now I'm like, oh, oh. oh. you know what? I yeah. feel that. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, listeners out there. I just just had a nice visual of Z's boobs. Um, <laughs> be privileged. Um, okay. So what what I was gonna say is that like you know who I fucking feel for? Like I feel for the healthcare workers yes like oh that gosh. like and like all these like filipino people that work right in healthcare yes. like holler, oh. holler to all of you that are doing the yes. fucking thing and oh my gosh. it's like the gratitude that i have towards you all it, mm-hmm. it's like man mm-hmm. i i just can't like i'm like here just take my life already it's like i i'm yeah. just like so appreciative of all that you do but Seriously. i went to my kids like 15 month appointment just like yeah. the other day and my doctor and I'm so sad because she's leaving. No, <laughs> she's like done with the residency. You... Yeah, and she was cool and she was Asian and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But she really like she really fucking like locked me in my place with gestational diabetes. Like she became an Asian mom. Like oh when I had God. my gestational, yeah, she was like, you're not supposed to be eating that. I'm like, okay, thank you, Asian mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Okay, but anyway, um, rewinding a little bit. So. She was like telling me that 
there's four of them in the family, her spouse, and then two kids. And then one kid is four, the other one is eight. So one is obviously not vaccinated, right? Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, I'm here. And you know what? Like my my youngest one has COVID. And I'm just like, oh my god, people are showing up, you yeah. know, yeah. to work because they have to do the damn they thing. They have to, right. Yeah. It's like the show still goes on. Yes. Right. And, and that's the part where I'm like, oh, it, it's hard. Like regardless right. of what you look or wherever you look, like there are people out there that it's right. like you still have to just they do the fucking thing. There's up. no choice. Yeah. yeah. Quarantine no. is a privilege. No right. choice if you live in a multi-generational household. Right. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So frustrating. No, I feel you. Oh, gosh. How is it in your field right now? Um, People are burnt out. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are burnt out, but... Because it's like you're providing mental health care. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we also need to make sure that we're on top of our own mental health too. Yes. And that's a challenge, right? And then when you have a lot of people that are leaving because they're feeling burnt out, then it means you're short-staffed. And then a lot of like other um, agencies out there, at least from like where the area that we're serving, um, mm-hmm have placed like wait lists on their on like who can access like mental health care. Yeah. So it's like, wow, you're placing a wait list, yet the demand of people that need mental health care is so high. Um so for us, bad. yeah. We haven't like placed the wait list yet. Mm-hmm. Um so we've been they've just come to us and they're like, hey, we need support. And mm-hmm. and it's hard because it's like a lot of BIPOC communities, you know, that mm-hmm. come and and it's like, okay, you, uh, my heart feels for the community, but it, it's fucking hard being like someone that works within the community too. So, right. So, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, it's a lot. Ah, my gosh. That is a lot. And that was you asking me how I'm doing. I haven't even asked. Well, I mean, like, we, I know it's back and forth, but like, yeah. what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Hmm. Should I, should I go like the, I don't even know what route to go. The happy route? The, the, I don't know. I miss date nights. Yes. I miss going That's... out. Um, what else? Well, it'll, it'll, it'll go COVID related again. Oh, I um, know because COVID is like in our lives. Like, okay. Side note. Like I, at this point, Oh my gosh, I am so pessimistic about where things are going, even though like I believe in science and all that stuff, but I just yeah. feel so down. But like I'm at this point just like, can we just go back to normal pandemic? <laughs> like not like I Omicron. I don't know. I know like, Omicron is just like, oh my fuck. <laughs> like, and then it like, yeah, I was like, can you just give me the normal one where we're just walking? Well, I don't even know. That sounds so dumb now. Is there gonna be like life. a so there's um, Delta, Omicron, Zeta, Z- Zeta, Zeta. What, what's what? that? Like? No, Zika? I'm just. I, I'm making this up. Like, in, oh, in like oh my Greek, God. I was like, Greek numbers, right? It's there's beta. Oh yeah, theta, is theta one Zeta? I don't know. I was like, let me let me go through my Rolodex of frat names and like, I figure out what number is next. <laughs> Alpha, beta. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, okay. So, so like with like fucking Omicron, 
what's also fucking exhausting since like we are like you know really depending on like my parents and in-laws to take care of the kids is balancing everybody's comfort level (gasps) yes that's fucking hard too i didn't even think about that how is that for you guys um it it gets weird and it gets petty yeah um because it's like all right one person in that household is exposed that means everybody in that household needs to go take a test you know it's like or like you need to like wait like two weeks you know and i'm like well cdc recommends and i'm like i'm so tired of like cdc also i'm just like all these changes of CDC, it's like, oh, if you're boosted and vaccinated and you're wearing a mask, then you can you can wait for like five days. And if you don't have any symptoms, then you can go back out again. I can't. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So with this, with this. Okay. This is where, okay, you watch the first 15 minutes of the um, movie, right? Spoiler yeah. alert, folks. Spoiler alert for Don't Look Up. Um, so like after watching like, uh, what do you call it? I'm trying to remember which parts that you... Okay, whatever. Anyway, so um, after watching Don't Look Up, there's a part of me that started becoming super like skeptical about some of the decisions that are being made by CDC but because of what scientists are right. saying. Like, I'm like, I am pro-science. Yes, big fan of science. Uh, but like part of the thing in the movie, and I don't think this is a... Spoiler alert for you, but part of the thing in the movie, right, is like bastardizing what scientists are saying so mm-hmm. that it supports capitalism. Like, right. oh, well, science says it's okay. Like weaponizing science for capitalism, right. basically. Right? right. And so then a part of me is like, did they move the quarantining to five days because of of capitalism because of the right. economy like is because of really... consumerism and it being christmas time yeah right because i'm like is it really is it really like science or scientists saying that five days are right. okay and like i started becoming super like i'm like oh my god i can't it's just so hard <laughs> so hard but yeah but but i mean that that definitely has crossed my mind and then yeah. like another thing that has crossed my mind was like okay well if, if i think like in the greater scheme of things we are in a heck of a lot better place than we were like a a year ago in terms Mm -hmm. of being protected. But fucking Omicron does not have a fucking plan and decides to fuck everybody over. So it's like, okay, I think we're better, but like maybe a a nudge, a smidgen better. (laughs) It's like so sad. It's like, we're still in a shithole, but like, you're not. (laughs) Okay. I kid you not. I was talking to my sister who is a medical professional, mm-hmm. um, like, I feel like our levels of what is traumatic has changed for a lot of people too. Like, there are literally people who are having Omicron parties, kind of like what they do with chicken pox. Because like, they're just like, well, I mean, it's like low symptoms. So we're just going to have, we're just going to go and have an Omicron party. I'm like, yeah, cough oh on each other. Fucking <laughs> God. Like, I don't even know. And then it's, I'm like, is this telling of where we are? Like, imagine if you were to like suggest this, you know, kind of like, I don't know, several months ago. I don't even know. It just feels so like bizarre how nonchalant people are with Omicron. It's like, oh, well, everybody's getting it anyway. Yeah. 
Like, but I guess like my, whoever is throwing that party is in a circle where they'll all have like the same belief system at this point. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. all right, y'all, y'all do you, I guess. Y'all do you. <laughs> y'all do you. I mean, like if y'all die one day, well, I mean, we all will die one day, but if y'all <laughs> die um, yeah. within the next two weeks, I mean, I, I can't like, I can't help you. Like <laughs> it comes to a point where it's like, People are going to be set on their beliefs, you know, and and like I wouldn't be surprised if there are listeners out there, you know, that have their own, you know, opinion about like, you know, just everything that's happening with Omicron and COVID and questions mm-hmm. things. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, science is helpful. Yes. But I'm like... I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, y'all can make your own like personal judgment on like what you need to do to keep your family safe. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, try and like just put it out there, you know, yeah. but, but hopefully oh, nobody God. dies. But yeah. hopefully nobody. Yeah. Ooh, real quick question, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. So super random because I, I'm curious about what you're thinking and people are responding to this very differently. Within my friends group, which are like pretty, again, science driven, like everybody in my my friendship group it's very science driven y'all are very like um thoughtful you know about these things um so if for example one of you gets omicron mm-hmm. like between you and your husband mm-hmm. um how are you guys going to kind of handle this as a family like have you thought about what you do yeah because that it almost happened oh my gosh okay yeah on what our end um, we were thinking about like, okay, does one person like, um, go into a different room? Again, this is privilege, yes, right? Like, right. do they go into a different room, stay in a different place in the house? Do we just all mask up? Yeah. Because we're vaccinated. Well, I'm vaccinated. The yeah. kids aren't. Right. Um, but like, do we just like mask up? Because like CDC just says like, just wear a mask, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's, it's hard to say, but I, I think that would be kind of like, asking at least like when it happened to us where someone was like at risk there was that conversation of Mm -hmm. what do you feel comfortable with right you know because you could be married you could have like a partner but both of you might not always be on the same page right so it's like asking your partner okay what do you feel comfortable with and I think that's like just plain like consent you know <laughs> you're yeah, living no, in the same house consent. yeah yeah I you know what's so interesting my um, husband and I started talking about it yesterday just because like um one of our other friends got Omicron and again this is like a couple that are very very careful like super mm-hmm. careful um yeah and you know both partners are um boosted um, and they also have a young kid that doesn't have their vaccination. And we were all talking about like what we would do. And for that family, and I'm like still trying to figure it out for us, but for that family, they were like, well, there's just no way for us to avoid. I mean, it's Omicron. Like there's just no way for us to avoid it. So chances are we're all going to have it anyway. We're just going to quarantine together and just kind of like the the idea and they both work in very um high pressure jobs mm-hmm. as well and so like the idea of like one person 
being the main parent for 10 days mm-hmm. is like too intense for their family, right? That they're just like, right. you know what? We're just going to get Omicron together, quarantine together, like function together as a unit so that like they can just kind of um, right. tag team, take mm-hmm. care of the kid. And that's kind of the decision right. that they made. And I'm, I'm also thinking about like, oh my gosh, like imagine not being able to see your kid for like, 10 days and they're like right there but you can't be with them right you know and like i can't even imagine that for for me and my kiddo and i'm just like oh my gosh but no i haven't i haven't even fully thought out about what that would look like for us but i do know that people in different units have mm-hmm. operated right with what works for them but right i, don't know. I haven't thought about exactly it exactly well, it's like what works for you right and it's like being parents during pandemic no one taught you how to do that no one taught you like what to do. So it's like, all right, well, if this is what works for your family or if there's no choice. Yeah. Right. You just right. have to kind of like bite the bullet and, and deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh. A lot. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, oh fuck, no, fuck, are fuck, we becoming fuck, sad fuck, drunk? Fuck. No. <laughs> I'm no, like, I need to just fart. I know. I'm like looking at the time. I'm like, oh my god! Like you are 42 minutes of bitching about COVID. I know. I'm like, oh, all these like listeners that you know are are just like here, like slowly <laughs> stop. Like they start just dropping off because they're like, about, oh my god! I keep thinking about like the new. They're like, oh, fast forward it, fast forward it to like the funny parts. Um, but I also think about like the new folks that are like, wait, is this supposed to be a comedy? <laughs> Yeah, sort of. I don't know what we are. Okay. Okay. Um, Transition. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Awkward transition. So (laughs) we'll put music here or something. Yes, you go. Oh my gosh. back i assume we had music beforehand <laughs> so that this wouldn't be as awkward of a transition and i'm hoping that it was um it was cheerful music if not i will make sure that it's cheerful music oh my gosh you should oh my goodness <laughs> okay yeah like it'll be like one of those scary movies where like there's like a scary scene or dramatic scene but then like the music in the background is something that's kind of like kiddish or something kind of joyful like a christmas music or something and it's just like oh this is a weird this is a weird juxtaposition (laughs) um okay all right so what is a dirty nanai without an awkward drinking game (laughs) wait did that even make sense what is a dirty what's a dirty nanai without an awkward you know what i repeated it again and I think I get the essence of what I was saying, yes. but I'm so drunk. I'm just like, what's a dirty nana episode? That's what that is. Oh, dumb fuck. Okay, what's a dirty <laughs> nana episode without an awkward drinking game? All right, so 
our very first episode in which I looked at, I looked at our first episode was a big drinking game to lubricate our brains into brainstorming some ideas on future episode topics. Um, Z, do you remember this game? Yes, I do. I remember this game and I remember you vividly um, doing a British accent of Tyrion Lannister. So yes, I do remember this very, very vividly. Oh my gosh, bish, we are bringing it back one year later. <laughs> bad British accents and all. Yep, we're doing this with a bad British accent. No, no, yes. even me. <laughs> yes, you're going to do it. Okay, the so second bad. time that we played a game, and remember we had like games where we, all of a sudden it's like British accents just kept coming out <laughs> for like three episodes straight. And we're like, where the fuck is this British accent coming from? It's like, yeah, it's like leftover from from this first episode. <laughs> Dude, we started playing drinking games first episode. I cannot believe it. I was like, well, that's I, how we roll. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so today we're gonna play that Tyrion drinking game. Um. So, uh, what did I say before? I said grab a drink because we're about to get wasted. Yes, I remember you saying that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> so, ready? I'm doing my my first episode thing again. So to honor one of our favorite shows, Game of Thrones, still salty about that last season, by the way, we will play the Tyrion Lannister game. <sighs> All right. So I'm going to say it with a British accent. <gasps> Here's how it works. It was exactly like that, bitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, oh, I just had like chills just thinking about oh, that oh, was the. <laughs> I felt that too. I was like, whoa. Wow. It's like I was transported back to our first episode. All right. <clears throat> Here's, oh no. Here's how it works I make a statement about your past or present. If I'm right, you drink. If I'm wrong, I drink. And no lying. I'll know if you're lying. Direct quote from GOT. Direct, direct quote from GOT. <laughs> All right. So unlike our first episode where the statements we guessed for each other was a free for all, um, this time when we make guesses about each other's experiences, it'll be about our own immigration experience. So it might be a good idea to give our listeners a little tidbit about what our immigration experiences were like. Um, it's interesting because I know that you and I have different immigration stories. That's right. So yes. this is going to be kind of a fun game. This is going to be a fun game. So um, do you want to get started first with like telling your immigration story? Sure. Um Okay. And and it's weird because I'm like, okay, where where would I begin? And honestly, yeah. my immigration story starts with my parents mm. and my grandparents. So prior to um, the first person in my family that made it to the United States from the Philippines was my aunt. Um, and she was my dad's sister. So... She made it here because, ugh. see, I, all right, this immigration, this immigration story is also like heartbreaking, but I think it's, that's a lot of the stories of a lot of mm. folks that move, right? Because they sacrifice for the family. And I think that's a lot, that's like a huge theme in Filipino families of like, you just mm. do it because family matters. Um, 
So she migrated here from the Philippines because she married a guy who lived here. Um, and this is back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. She was 19. He was 70. Whoa. Yeah. And I know this because they got married in 1970. So that's the easiest way that I can remember it. Um, Filipino guy. So that's how she came here. Um, from there, just to kind of like keep it a little bit on the shorter side, she moved um, a couple of her siblings or was able to petition for a couple of her siblings to come through um, to Hawaii, which included my dad. And then from there, um, my dad and like also like my grandparents. And then from there, she petitioned like a couple of her other siblings, like two more of them, maybe about 20-ish years later. Mm-hmm. So um, in a span from like 1970 to like 1990, it was just her like getting people, mm-hmm. you know, to come from, to migrate from Philippines to the U.S. Um, whew, what else can I say about my my story here? It, it was hard because I I was really close to this aunt and I never could really understand like why she would give us a hard time. Throwback, another throwback. I've talked about this story so yes. many times. Oh my gosh, the clock story. Wait, different aunt. Diff- oh my god, <laughs> different aunt, but definitely okay. th- this is the one who um, was like, "You're not allowed to date anyone." Yes, so this is her. She was always like such a stickler of like, you are not allowed to date anybody um, until you graduate from high school. And I found, I finally like found the reason why she was such a stickler, maybe about like a couple years before she passed. So like within the, like the last five years, I finally like found why. And it was because she was about to go to college and then all of this Jeez. happened. So she had to let go of that dream to go to school because mm-hmm. like people expected her Filipino family that want mm-hmm. to move to the U S for better opportunities. They expected her to just drop everything and do it for the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sad, I, I think know. sad immigration yeah. story, but really that's is. how we, we got here. Wow. I'm, Your I'm, turn. Just so, I'm just so blown away. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm like, oh my gosh. So, but yeah, it's supposed to be like a short tidbit. And then it's like, I had questions, but I'm just so, I don't know. Wow. She was 19. Yeah. Can you imagine that? And then she had all these dreams and, oh, that came out British. Weird. <laughs> but she had plans and then was forced into this marriage. Like. Pretty much, yeah. Was forced into it. And then from there, had that obligation to feel as if she had to migrate like everybody else. Gosh. Yeah. That obligation is so strong. Like the amount of sacrifice, like that's a sacrifice right there, right? Like she just Mm -hmm. sacrificed her future soulmate, her future, just Mm -hmm. um, options. Mm -hmm. Um to like i don't know to pay this debt right to her family it's like i mean i don't know i feel like that's what it is i mean 
regardless of an immigration experience. Right. Like I feel like young people always have like a debt to their right parents, to their grandparents, right. mm-hmm. to their community. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I, I don't know. Just kind of like this weird realization that like, yeah. like it's beyond an immigration right. experience. And, and here's the thing too, yeah. right? So like she was just like a very stickler of us like not dating, finishing school. Um, and all my cousins who were, you know, sons and daughters of her siblings, because mm-hmm. she didn't have any kids, were always like, I'm so grateful for you because you you were the reason why we brought us here. You know, mm-hmm. not realizing that her story was she was basically stripped away from, you know, the things that she wanted to do, the dreams that she had. Yeah. No one knew that. Like I, she disclosed that to me, like, yeah, at one point. So like when everybody was thanking her for doing such a good deed, mm-hmm. like inside, she couldn't just say like, no, you know, like this is what actually happened. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. All right. That's well, intense. Oh my God. Welcome to the Debbie Downer episode. I'm sorry. I hope that your immigration story is much um, more delightful than mine. So I think for my immigration story, just because, oh my gosh, like I kind of, I need a little lift. I'll, I'll kind of talk about the parts that are kind of interesting but also kind of it's just it's just it's more shocking than it is like sad although there are sad aspects to immigrate i feel like oh my gosh like is there even really like a a fun like yeah i went to the united (laughs) states i kept my identity like i didn't feel isolated i was in a community like is there out there listeners is there an immigration story that isn't like hit with heartache because I think I think I I don't know any immigration stories from the Philippines to the U.S. where there's not sacrifices and right identity changes and like you know trauma that comes with it exactly yeah I was like thinking like mine is so like minor in comparison to a lot of people that were like refugees yeah that would be like oh gosh all right. Yeah. Well, anyway, Rissa, it's your responsibility to fucking l- okay. lift this up. Lift <laughs> <laughs> this up. How do I do this? This is so much pressure. Okay. I'm going to try to find a way to communicate this um, immigration story without, well, you know, keeping like the essence of the the, the <clears throat> parts that are kind of interesting and funny and stuff, um, but like not making this caricaturized i'm gonna do my best okay yeah just go for it yo how am i gonna do this drunk okay so hold on (laughs) please take a big swig if you want me to you can you can cue me in on like times to laugh you know (laughs) no i'll make a gesture okay so um i think for for okay so for us um i i was actually like so i'm not first generation i am i am you know, um, I immigrated from the Philippines, my family and I left the Philippines, um, and moved to LA 
And it was, I definitely went through the phase of like, oh, this is so exciting. It's a new world. It's being like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. But like, you know, um, but I remember like one of the, the, the most unreal things was just like how pumped up people were when we talk about the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember people were like, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky. Like, people in the Philippines, right? Like, you're so lucky you're going to the U.S., you're going to Hollywood. Um, you know, just it, it, it was definitely, like, the story of the United States is this, like, glamorous, like, like magical world. Right. right? It's romanticized. So yeah. It's so romanticized. And so I remembered the flight to the, you know, to the U S was so exciting. It was like first time on a plane. I got a backpack. That was when like airplanes were like not cheap, you know, and they would like give backpacks with like crayons and like toys to the kids. Yep. And I remember just being like, this is the coolest thing in the world. I'm living the life. I'm rich, yo. <laughs> like, <laughs> And, and then I just, you know, like, I think it was just like, it was the coolest thing. Like, I remembered, um, I, you know, walked out into the airport and I saw so many white people and I was just like, whoa, everybody is from, Ho-. like, in my brain, white people are Hollywood, you know? And so I was mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, everyone's so tall. Everyone are actors are you an actor you're probably an actor because you're white everybody's (laughs) an actor you know and like i just remembered the food being bigger and being like oh my gosh like so i just remember that oh and the one of the most exciting things about moving to the u.s from and we were in kind of a provincial-ish town Mm -hmm. um so we weren't in manila we were living in kind of yeah um was seeing the grocery store for the first time where I was like, oh my God. Like I remembered like just going into the um, aisle with the frozen food section. And I was like, whoa, it's like a refrigerator inside the store. Like you're just like, this is so bizarre. Like I've just never seen it because like in the Philippines where we lived, when we would buy food, we would go um, to the market. Mm-hmm. And they would just kind of like put in like fresh fish, for example, or fresh meat um, in and like there's like ice, like what is right. it, like crushed ice. Uh-huh. And then, so it's just kind of displayed there. And then mm-hmm. you just kind of go through these like aisles and aisles of like, um, like food, basically. Right. Um, and I just remembered like there would be like live chicks, like like little pee, 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 yeah. chicks. And <laughs> <laughs> And then there was a point where, like, you know, you're like, oh, God, it stinks. And then all of a sudden, like, you just stop smelling things. And you're just like, ah, yeah. this is the market. You know, it's the market. And right, you hear right, right. the tricycles. And so that was my experience of what a market was. But, like, I was like, oh, my God, you can buy socks and meat in the same place. Wow. And I just remember, <laughs> yeah. like, Fred Meyer being like, I was like, whoa, this is where the rich people shop. We're rich. Mm -hmm. Because there's this thought that, like, if you go and move into the U.S., that you're, like, automatically rich. Yeah. Weirdest thing. Um, And so, um, yeah, so that's, you know, and then there's trauma that happens there. But I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to to turn things around. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that's my immigration story. (laughs) 
lot of me just assuming that we were rich because we were in the U.S. Yeah. And we shopped at Safeway. And then we were like, well, this is the most amazing thing in the world. The end. <laughs> it, it's so weird because um, I, I feel like I'm I'm kind of split a little bit because like I'm like, yes, that, that was my immigration story. But then I did this weird thing where I did end up going to the Philippines and then moved back, right? Or I'm like, yeah. oh, I feel like I I ended up re-entering another like immigration type, like having to yes. adjust. So that was yeah. also like a an interesting thing. But I, <gasps> I felt like I yeah. did relate to your experience as well. Um, because yeah, you come back and you're like, holy shit, like food is big and people like supersize stuff. Like, yeah. do you really need all of that? Because yeah. <laughs> It's nuts. Yeah. It's so nuts. Yeah. I thought that was, yeah, it was really interesting. So, um, yeah. All right. So we have kind of a platform Uh to start with, with our game. So again, this is the Tyrion Lannister game where we're going to be, um, saying a statement for each other. If, you know, if I'm, so if I were to, Okay, if if the statement is true for the person, then the other person has to drink. Wow. Okay. And if it's false, then the other person drinks. Yep. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Yes. And again, you ask these questions with a British accent. Right. Okay. Okay, ready? Thinking. All right. Let me think. Let me think. So I ask it based off of your experience or you make the statement with confidence and with a british accent based off my experience what you think my experience would be and it has to be something that we've not talked about okay so that's another piece too because we talked a lot about yeah so something we've not talked about or like we don't know about each other because then that would be cheating (laughs) this is harder than i think it is because it's like i i think about your story and I feel like you shared like here and there like a lot of things about you in like the last year I have one for you okay go ahead okay ready Mm -hmm. um you've oh gosh you've learned a sexual related thing a little too late in your life like in college for example Oh, that was really bad British. <laughs> Wait, so but but you did like kind of like we did talk about this already though, right? No, wait, no, we talked about Santa Claus and how you believed in Santa Claus until you were like in middle school. <laughs> um it's true. So I, I guess I drink then, right? Yeah, and then, but you gotta share what is it? Like what was something that you a sexual related thing that you college. learned yeah you learned it in college like you it was really late in life do you, you want to know what it, it's so sad because like, yes tell me oh my god because i have something too um do stds count <laughs> because like in the philippines i swear to god because i was there for high school yeah. like their their sex ed was Okay, see scrotum out loud, you know, and it was like, it was just that. Like, no, no. talk of abstinence, mm-hmm. no talk of STDs. So, the only way that I knew about STDs was when I moved back here mm-hmm. after high school. Yeah. And, yep, 
That's how I found out. You didn't know about STDs until college? Yeah, I did not. Because when I moved, I I already graduated from high school and they don't talk about it in the Philippines. Isn't that nuts? That's so unreal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mine was, um, so I was on a date with this guy and like, I was really trying hard to be like, yeah, no, I'm so cool. You know, like I know things. I'm I'm pretty liberal. It's fine. It's cool. I'm, I'm a virgin. It's fine. And then like, I, okay. So there is um, this energy drink called balls and there, the, so it's balls, the call it's what B-A-W-L-S mm-hmm. and it's in two different bottles. It's in a white bottle and a blue bottle. So I was like, at one point I was like, Hey, can you hand me that blue balls right there? And then he just started laughing. And then I was like, why is he laughing? Why is he laughing? I don't get it. (laughs) And he's like, blue balls. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Ah, I don't know what this is. Pretend to laugh. So he doesn't see right through you. But you don't know anything about sex. So, yeah, that was mine. I just didn't know. I have more of those, but like that's I can. I know see that maybe being... we can we can save it for February <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> sex. <laughs> yes, let's all talk about sex. That would that's be such that's a that's good sex. topic maybe. for February. <gasps> yes. Okay, I'm gonna save it. But yeah, save it for maybe. yeah, ooh, save ooh, it for next ooh, month. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So if you made it this far in our podcast, now you know what we're gonna <laughs> be talking about. So yeah. Um. All right. All right your for you. And okay. Since moving to the U.S. at your very young age, you've compared prices from dollar signs to pesos repeatedly. No. What? <laughs> Maybe it's okay because I did that. Fuck. So I'm gonna drink because I because <laughs> every like when I moved here, like I would be like milk in the philippines would be 20 pesos and then like i'd be like wait that's 50 cents here like you can never get a 50 cents gallon of like milk here so i i would compare all the time and then feel bad about spending that much money yeah see i thought i was rich i mean i wasn't we were not rich not at all no mm-mm. but like in my brain because i was in the u.s i was like wow we're making bank i'm just gonna spend money yeah no i was I, that was bad so i did not do that <laughs> Damn it. Okay, but it's okay. I, I have lovely fireball here to keep me yeah. warm. Dang, fireball. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to make a, a guess about your ex- about your experience. Wow, about your experience in the Philippines the second time you went there. Okay. Okay. The second time you went to the Philippines when you were in high school. Um you got a little bit of side eye when you would ask clarifying questions in the classroom. Hmm. Can can you elaborate a little bit more? Oh, can I elaborate with not a British accent? I don't yeah. know why. Okay. So um, I'm more thinking about like, so when you ask a question in, in a high school, right? Like you're in a classroom and you ask a question in a high school classroom you got people kind of like 
either snickering or looking at you like that's not an appropriate thing to do. Asking a question out loud. No, I, I haven't. You haven't? No. Okay. Um, And it wasn't because of like asking a question out loud. It was more of a side eye because of my accent. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I Okay. So I went to school for a little bit in the Philippines. Um, and it was so odd because, um, so in the U.S., one of the ways that you can show attentiveness in a particular topic, right, is to ask clarifying questions or furthering a topic with a question. Mm-hmm. And I was a very vocal person in college. And so I, um, you know, like I often like asking questions to my professors. I like um, having discussion and all that stuff, right? And I guess in the Philippines, because I, I went to um, med school there for a little bit. Random. What? I yeah. didn't even know that. Wow, yeah, I learned so it. much about you. I know. So I went to med school there for a bit. And it's supposed to be like kind of a more international school in there. So like I had friends from like Vietnam. I had friends from Singapore, from Canada. I was like in an international group. I'm like folks from the U.S., and, um, and so I was like, okay, I was getting the information and I wanted to ask clarifying questions. So what I did was I raised my hand and I asked clarifying questions, not because I'm like, oh, I don't get what this is, but more of like, hey, you know, I'm synthesizing ideas from like a previous information to a new information to see if I can connect ideas. And I remembered the professor making kind of a snide comment about me asking questions or like interrupting and I'm like oh my gosh is this a cultural like is this a uh what do you call it um just me not understanding a cultural experience and so um then I you know later on I went into like so I stopped the medical route and then I went into the um, education route and I learned that um like folks in the Philippines like um asking a question could be a sign of um like disrespect to like Mm. the person who was teaching, like Mm -hmm. you should know this because what I'm teaching should be enough for you to know the information. And if you don't know, then that's on you. There's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And so like there are people who are confused, for example, who would never ask a question at least in public because it's, you know, and I learned about this too with some of my students um, who are, um, in EL programs who are um, also not doing the same thing. So there was a lot of like um, not, you know, not asking clarifying questions, for example. They're just kind of sitting there um, waiting, you know, waiting for like a way to like find out what's happening instead of like asking about it. And I remembered I did something very similar to that when I was a kid, when I first came to the U.S., Mm. where – I, I was like, shit, I don't know what's happening, but I'm not going to raise my hand and ask yeah, um, because then it would be disrespectful to my teacher. And I just remember that. And so I started connecting some of these experiences. Um, and it's quite interesting to um, mm-hmm. ex- re-experience that in kind of a flipped way where I was right. doing that in the Philippines. But anyway, so I assume that you probably experienced something like that. But did you experience anything similar to it? Um. 
No, not really. And I, I think mm-hmm. like it's weird because I think my personality when I was in high school mm-hmm. is is different than like where where I am now. Mm-hmm. I think um prior to going to the Philippines I was much more outspoken. Ah. Uh, and then yeah. when I moved there, I learned real quick that there is hmm. They care about modesty, right? Mm, yeah. So it's like you have to just kind of like tame it back a little. And I think maybe that's why I didn't really ask a lot of questions. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't do a lot of things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Because I was so scared of just like what other people would think. Yeah. I know. It's weird. Yeah. No, it's... That's interesting. Actually, oh my gosh, I have a, I have one for you. Okay, ready? Okay. Despite outgrowing um, societal like limitations, um, you know, uh, like despite outgrowing societal's expectations of you to being modest, um, you still didn't go through a wild phase in your life. Because there's something instilled in you that just prevented you from going wild the way that you want to be wild. I feel like I'm living that life now. Damn, I mean now. Well, I know about your now, but I meant like your youth. Sorry, I should have clarified because I know about now. Damn it. Mm -hmm. No, can I clarify? Because I know about what's happening now. You drink. You have to drink because you fucked up, Rissa. So... It's just hard to formulate thoughts when you're drunk and doing it in a British accent. I know. It's like hard. It feels one of those like tap your head and like rub your belly type things. Yes. Because I knew about now because your wild side came out not too long ago. And I, you know, but then like I just meant like I'll drink, you know, but I meant like until recently. Yeah. Like you were like, oh, you know, because I think you've outgrown. My guess is that you've. I've grown that you've you've kind of given the metaphorical middle finger to mm-hmm. um you know to societal expectations, but it took you a while to it be like here are my tits, bitches. Yep, yep. Damn it. Okay, yep. I should have clarified. Whatever, I'm drinking because I fucked second up my- time talking about my tits tonight. Awesome. I know <gasps> that's a drinking game. <laughs> They're loved, and you are all privileged for hearing for hearing yes. all about my tits. Yeah, totes. <laughs> um okay shit balls i had like one in my head and then like it fucking escaped me um let's see okay all right how am i gonna word this okay when when did you move to to the u.s was it like in the middle of like summer or good question uh, summer. Okay. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm like trying and I'm like, oh my God, the air is not like, okay, fuck my life. All right. I will try. And I'm sorry to all you British people out there. I'm but so Reggae sorry, John, British people. Reggae John, please hit me up. Um, <laughs> oh God, he's beautiful. He is so <gasps> Another beautiful. Another shout out yes, for previous yes. episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my question since you've moved during summertime was 
given that you were young, migrating to the migrating to the U.S. and you were about to go to school, did you did you go into school? Did you go into school with a fake accent, like an Americanized <laughs> accent, to blend in? <laughs> You know, yes. Like I exaggerated <laughs> it. Oh my god, yes. Okay, I'm drinking because it's so true. Oh my god, you do shit to survive. You do the shit to survive. And the thing is, like, oh my gosh, I I remembered, like, how? Oh my god, like it's like a weird memory. Like I when I would talk, like my my um my exaggerated accent was valley girlish like almost kind of a little bit like mine right now because I it was from LA you know um I learned English in LA but yeah it was a very exaggerated valley girl and I thought it was like oh this is the most attractive accent is <laughs> a valley girl really <laughs> yeah and like because it was just the epitome of like American yeah. Americanness you know was like, clueless the- um something that was like yep Okay. I was gonna say clueless. Dang, yeah. you read me. Good job. That was a good one. That was good. That was good. Okay, ready. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, this is a bit of a throwback from your earlier story about your aunt and marrying a seventy-year-old man at nineteen. Okay, sorry. Um, at a young age, so I want to say um, either like late teens to early 20s. Have you ever had an uncle, whether it's blood related or just kind of like a friend of a parent, ever joke around about flirting with you? Oh, ew. Why? Who do you live with? <laughs> no? X and X. No. No, darling. No. <laughs> oh, no. Just kidding. Oh, no. I think that's Please just drink. Like... No. <laughs> so I who in the world do you live with at that? So I... Okay. I thought that was just a Filipino thing. Oh, oh fuck. No. I'm so sorry. Oh, Ew. Shit. Oh, no. So when I was in the Philippines, this happened twice. That's what I assumed it was. Damn it. One of them was my blood uncle who was like, no. And then he's like, because I guess he owns a, what is it? A sorry, sorry yeah. store. And, um, or like, I don't know if he owns it or like somebody he knows. I don't know, remember. But like, he was just like, oh, and he was saying this in Tagalog, but I understood what it meant. But he was just like, oh, I want to bring her in so that people think I have a new shota. I know. And then I was like, what's a shota? I was like, my Tagalog level is a like I guess 10-year-old level. So I I wasn't sure. And then I asked my dad. I was like, Daddy, what's Daddy a shiota? Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, what's a shiota? And then he's all like, oh, it's like a girlfriend, right? Like it's a girlfriend or mistress uh-huh. or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's awkward. 
but that happened twice. Ew. Yeah. And so I just assumed it was just kind of like, sort of like, and I'm not saying that all Filipino men, okay? I'm just so sorry. Right, right, right. But like, but that, like, it's almost this like confidence in their suave, suaveness. Ooh, yeah. Because I've definitely gotten a whole like, and I was, um, what do you call it? When I went to the Philippines, I was already with my current husband, but like he was my mm-hmm. boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were doing long distance. And um, I remembered like one of the, like my, my, my uncle, like rest in peace, my uncle was just like, I bet you, um, he's like, I bet you a car because he sold cars. So like, I bet you a car that you're going to fall in love with a Filipino guy here. I was like, ew, no, I have a boyfriend. I'm going to be a real, real, like a girlfriend, you know? Um, and he's in like, no, no, girl accent. In my girl accent because that's the epitome of Americanness. And then um, he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Filipino men are romantic. They're mm-hmm. suave. And, you know? And so that's why I just assumed it was that. Not, not that, like, because older men are creepy, but that they just have this, you know, kind of like how Italian men like there's yeah. this um, stereotype that they're suave. I think is like, and I'll probably talk about this in our February. Oh man, so many things to talk about in our February um, episode. But like, yeah, like the Filipino men that I did meet in my in med school were really sweet and were really suave. And then I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like, dang. And a lot of it is just the whole legal thing, right? And so. Anyway, that was where I was going with when I was making this comment. Not that Filipino men are creepy. I'm so sorry. That was weird. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Um, jeez. I'm trying to think if I have anything else on my end that I can assume about you. Mm, okay. Um, I'm trying to think about what your what your maiden name is. Okay. All right. Okay. When you've mig, fuck British accents again. (laughs) Fuck. 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 Anxiety. (laughs) Fuck my life. Fucking Rissa. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, I don't even know what other accents I would use without like without sounding more like a bitch, you know. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is like all bad. But anyway. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Um, so it is my assumption, and that came out really bad too. So I am assuming that since moving to the U.S., at one point, you've had to say your name in, with at least an American accent. Like, for example, like, um, if your last name was... Santos, right? And you'd say Mm -hmm. Santos. (gasps) Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I did that too um, for my name. Because like my name is, so actually, so my parents have been calling me Risa. So Risa, Mm -hmm. Risa, right? Mm -hmm. But then I was like, so I've been going by Risa because that was my Americanized version of my name. Oh no. Yeah. Things are opening up about my name right now. This sucks. Oh, because no. then it like you think about like other people that have migrated who have had to like be like, oh, this is too hard for people to pronounce. All right, I'm just gonna call my name. I'm just gonna say my name yeah. is Cindy or Jennifer or yeah, yeah, Jenny. Yes. You know? Ugh. 
Yeah. And then like, it's interesting because I've still adapted to the name Rissa. Like that mm-hmm. was the name that, you know, like, even though I know it was what I chose to call myself because it was so much easier when, when mm-hmm. um, teachers would call my name, would be like, Rissa, Rissa, Rissa. And it was just so much easier mm-hmm. to like adapt to the name Rissa that me, even though despite my efforts of like trying to um, decolonize a lot of my experiences that the way I say my name has been so embedded as that, you know, like as, as the colonized name. But the thing is like, it feels so wrong to be called Risa, you know, like for me, it feels wrong. Like it doesn't feel like my name, but it, my name feels like Risa. So it's like this internal battle in me right now. Um, great giving me an existential crisis but that's everybody for you you know like I, I I like talk to people and it's like they've had to say their names in an Americanized way mm-hmm. whether it be their last name or their first yeah. name or if they're like if your name is like Andres right it's like yeah sorry just call me Drew you know yeah. <laughs> like fuck no totally it's just anything that you can do to minimize that limelight Right. On you that limelight that like differentiates you that yeah. otherizes you and so you're just like any little thing that i can do right now to just not be seen oh it's just yep. so assimilation, assimilation. <laughs> fuck why did we sing that because That's it's great. part of the immigrant story Fuck, it fuck, is. fuck. Yeah, for real. Oh my well, god. Oh, that's a good one. Dang. I'm like asking, I'm I'm asking you know what's so interesting, by the mm-hmm. way, with the questions that we're asking? Mm-hmm. I'm asking you uh, you're asking me about my experience moving from the Philippines to the US mm-hmm. at a young age. I'm asking you questions about your experience moving to the Philippines after mm. being in the U.S. for a while. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, No, I haven't. Now that you bring it up, I'm like, oh my gosh, you are right. Because I'm, I'm asking, like, I have more that's about, like, your experience Yeah. in the Philippines. Um, oh, I got one. Um, in an attempt to um, connect you to history that's been written, your family has um, either fibbed or just kind of exaggerated who you might be related to so that there's there's just kind of a historical or some sort of significance to your family and family name. Nope, nope, nope. What the fuck? <laughs> because my family name, both my mom's like maiden name and my like last name, my Filipino last name prior to me getting married was not common. I did not know anybody else. But do you know anybody who did that though? I feel like I'm like failing at this. Um, I, I knew one person from my high school class who was legit, like connected to, um, is it Teresita Magbanwa? Is that the, like one of the heroes? I need to look her name up, but like the, is it Gabriela Magbanwa? No, that's Gabriela whatever her last name is hold on let's see philippines hero remember man i am failing at this game teresa yeah teresa 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 magbanwa so i knew Mm -hmm. someone who was actual like i am bloodline of that person 
Oh, that's so funny. Well, okay. So this is why I assumed it because I swear, like, unless I've just been lucky to meet a bunch of people like related to somebody who's like famous, uh-huh. like there's almost this, like, I think there's almost like an exaggeration of like, oh yeah, no, we're related to that. So like, just to kind of like amplify like the significance of, you know, your family. Although like people's families can already be significant without being tied to like a celebrity, but like, and that's happened twice to two people I know who are either um, Filipino or part Filipino. Yeah. Where like, you know, they highlighted this person that was like a a far removed relative, but it's like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's a close relative. Just to kind of, again, like, yeah. um, Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I know somebody who like um so their last name it's so funny you said Santos because like Santos is like everybody's yeah. like last name yeah but like somebody's last name is Santos and they're like oh yeah my family's related to Vilma Santos <laughs> oh <laughs> my like, god and like I was like wait is this real so that was like one of the people I was like is this real I don't know but so that's why I just was, mm, damn yeah. it I'm failing I'm failing I mean, yeah, if you have a common last name, I, I think that it would be easy. It'd be like, Rizal. I'm connected to Jose Rizal. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a common last name, but like mine is just like, I remember people, there was a project. Um, oh my God, I think it was like when I was still in the US, like mm-hmm. middle school or elementary school, where fourth grade I vividly remember people asking like write a journal entry about your name and what it means and where it comes from Mm -hmm. and like I wrote my name and it was like I have no like connection nor idea where any of it like comes from yeah yeah or what it's translated as yeah because it's so unique right yeah interesting Yeah. yeah Huh. Oh man, that's cool though. I've, yeah, okay. All right, your turn. <laughs> My turn. Okay. This is like hard. It is really hard. Um, I'm like, should I ask my clarifying question now? Or maybe, maybe I'll just shoot in the dark thinking that like this might apply to you. Okay. And then, okay. Since moving to the United States of America, bad British accent again, fuck. Um, all of a sudden, it's like you find out that you have relatives just coming out from the woodwork that you've never known about. I mean, I feel like I've always had relatives coming out of the woodwork, but I know, I know what you were were you going with that though, because I've definitely heard that. Um, I I mean it's not like it's not like oh random relatives come out of nowhere, but interesting. Oh, actually, I'll have one for you. Never mind. Yeah, okay. so I don't have that one. Okay, ready? You ready? Yep. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> You've had friends from either high school or just some like long distant friend that you've not had a chat with, and they've hit you up to ask for money. 
Not friends, relatives. Come on. <laughs> because I think like most of them, at least in my social circle, ended up somewhere else in the U.S. outside of yeah, the Philippines. Yeah, because you were in a school that was like well off. Can you give yeah. me this? Because I'm also med relatives. <laughs> yes. Can you just yes. Thank you. I will, I will. Thank you. Because I think where you're going with the, they came out of nowhere. They came out of it because they're like, again, assuming you're rich because you're in the Philippines yeah. or you're in the US. And yeah. so interestingly, I had somebody from elementary school that like hit me up on Facebook um, and like started asking for money to like support them with their efforts to going to med school. And I was just like, I haven't talked to you since like elementary school. Yeah. That they found me on Facebook. Yeah. I'm going to fight. I'm going to like finish my fireball. Do it. <laughs> Thanks for giving me little... that point. <laughs> yeah, of course. I just added like a little bit of ice in it. I'm like, oh, this is actually nice. Keeps me nice and warm. I nice like fireball. like cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Cinnamony. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting like the um, like the Asian glow. Uh, not my, uh, well, no, I don't get Asian glow. You do though, because you're I do. Like, allergic, right? Yeah. No, I get the um, it's a thing that happens where you you get like bags from like drinking. Oh, it's not an Asian thing. I'm sorry, I take it back. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at myself, looking more Asian than I. You mean your eyes like start going like this? Yeah. Like I just making, like picking. Yeah, yeah, and so I just my bad. You've got high eyes basically when you're high and you're like, eyes like start. I do, like, I'm just doing this right now, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's see what's and sorry, this is like a stupid question. Mm. Weed is not legal in the entire US, right? Yeah, it's not federal, yeah, okay. I was like, in states, it is because I was like, gonna be like. I can imagine myself just like having an edible and having a conversation with you right now. Oh my God. I was about to do an edible earlier, but then my edible right now has too much indica. Oh, and it's, I'd be yeah. like, you know. Yeah, but, you would have um, fallen asleep. I would have fallen asleep. And so I, but I, I have an edible that I was like, mm, I'm considering this. Yeah. See, cause like I, I don't even take the whole edible anymore. Like I have to split it mm-hmm. because I don't know. It just does not. It gets to like a point where I'm like, it's enjoyable. And then if I take like too much, then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is like borderline, like anxiety provoking. Yes. <laughs> so- oh my gosh. I know. I have to find like the right weed now because I feel like edible is so hard to to find like the right balance that I yeah. need. Yeah. Um, Smoking it is a little bit easier, but mm-hmm. I'm also like, I haven't, well, <laughs> I'm lying. I'm sorry. No, I smoked in Christmas. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that you're so honest. Like, I've had an edible, like, last week. Yes. I, I have edibles, like, here and there, honestly. Because, like, yeah. the one that I have, the one that, like, I was about to, like, use, right? Like, it it calms me down, but it does, like, the sleep is so perfect. Like, yeah. you get, I get, like, good dreams. Like, I, I get dream like I remember my dreams I get like pregnancy dreams that's something I'm not gonna lie like I no not like I'm pregnant in my dream like you know when you were pregnant I don't know if you had this as a symptom I don't remember when I was pregnant like I I had some bizarre ass dreams like that was one of my bizarre um 
symptoms. I was like, and I don't know if it's just because like, like my body's just like working. So like, it just, yeah, I, yeah. I was, you know, uh, not REM. What's the opposite of REM? Um, I, I know what you're talking about, but no, yeah, no, I can't, no. I can't think of it right now. Words are hard. Yeah. But that's See, what, what I had that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. True story. It's a, it's a pregnancy symptom. The sex fall high. Hmm? Sex fall high. Oh God. Yes. It's good. Yes. Absolutely. Like, but I fall asleep. Have <laughs> <laughs> you fallen asleep? I fall asleep. I think both of us have fallen. Well, me, me and my husband have like fallen asleep because uh, it's like because you just get so relaxed and just so, so into it. It's like an amazing massage, like the best type right. of massage. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. and you don't exactly have to finish. Like you're no, just like, just like oh, this the, is- the journey <laughs> itself is like fucking great. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what that feels like. Oh my well, God. welcome to Dirty Nana, everybody. Hello. <gasps> yeah. We were talking about how we weren't sexy. We are somewhat sexy. We are. We are sexual beings. Sexual beings. Yeah, we're sexual beings. For real. So celebrating our past can be such a beautiful way to ground yourself. And in this latter part of the episode, we get to focus on the growing of hashtag grounding and growing. Yay! I don't know if beautiful is the word to describe what we just did. <laughs> we went through a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> but you know what? We got out of the Debbie Downer side of things like yay us yay us so good job z (laughs) um but before we start looking into the future i just have one more present for you to look at about the past um and this should help with a little bit about where we're going um where we're going um with our future episodes or what we hope to see in our future episodes so what i'm going to paste in our notes right now are the list of topics oh that we, right isn't this crazy i mean isn't this unreal sorry i'm trying not to say crazy but isn't this unreal like this was the list of topics that we were kind of like brainstorming on as well as some of the information that we got from our dirty nanae happy hour but like look at this Oh my gosh. Isn't this hilarious? So, we're, so for um, our listeners out there, like, okay, I'm just going to l- read the list of what we have, okay? Mm-hmm. Dealing with postpartum anxiety and depression. Check. We did that with mental health, yo. Right. right. Um, overt focus on physical appearance, like all the fucking time when we're talking about the unhealthy praising of being put it. Passing down meaningful family, oh God, phallics. Passing down meaningful Filipinx traditions and values and what that looks like. We know we do that in every Mm -hmm. episode, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
Conflicting expectations with your Filipinx parents when raising kids. I mean, we, we do that too. Mm-hmm. Like here and there, right? LGBTIQ plus parenting and Catholicism. Yes. Oh my gosh. Aww, we did that. Was that was a good one. Yeah. That was really good. That was my heart. Religion in general when you're raising your kids non-Catholic or Christian. Talked about it here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially with the ghosts. The bragging and the competition. (laughs) Loving the fam, but not loving some toxic tricks and how we introduce our babies to that environment. Money expectations. Postpartum body stuff and normalizing it. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing because we're looking at the next one. Pussy smells. Yeah, you heard me. Vagina health is important. I guess we didn't really talk about pussy smells. Oh my gosh. Um, how-to books rooted from Eurocentric lens, and that's got to stop. For real. That's got to stop. Hardworking for the purpose of hardworking, e.g. Philippines and access to notes. Wait, what is that? I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. Hardworking oh. for the purpose of hardworking. Yeah, I have no idea how to make her a proud Filipina when all the titas want to be whiter. What? what? No, I'm so. Confused. I am hoping to learn some stuff from you. Oh, dummy! That was like the um one of the comments that was in our dirty nanai. Oh, okay. I felt like such a dumb dumb. I'm like, what? And then I was, it was a copied and paste of that. But like, okay, Aww. so reading, reading, reading like the topics that we were gonna be talking about. How are you feeling about how we did this past year? We're the shit. We are the shit. (laughs) We fucking, okay, given that, like, this is new. Yeah. One year. Happy anniversary. Happy Happy birthday, Dirty Nanai. Fuck yeah. Like, we're doing, like, good shit. We're talking about good shit. And whoever is listening out there, like, I'm happy that you're on this ride with us. Thank you. You didn't have to, like, click on our podcast. Oh, but, but you did, and yeah, now you're you sucked in, and you can't not stop. Wait, no, that's the opposite. You can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh yeah. my gosh! So that's awesome. Thank you for this list, Rissa. Like, right? I, I really I, I know. like, oh, we are doing good shit. This we're is doing, a good reminder. We're making the you know we're making episodes based on a lot of what. Um, a lot of our Filipinx folks are sharing about their experiences that are often not talked about. And we're doing it. We're talking about it. And we're going to continue to delve into it. Um, so given that, given our quick look at our past, what are some of your hopes in talking about our future episodes, Z? Um, just future topics that I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Definitely more intimacy and sex related stuff. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just like maybe would kink and all that kind of like go Heck in there? Yeah. Yes. 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 Please let's talk oh about Oh my kink. gosh. Let's just like yes. normalize this shit. Yep. Let's talk about kink stuff. Um yeah. okay, so that is one that I would like to see. Um what else? Hold on a second. Let me let me look. There was one thing that I was like, huh. 
this brings up a really good thing. And then I can't remember. Oh, um, food and diet culture. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't. Like, it's so interesting because I remembered like, like us wanting to talk about that. We're like, Mm -hmm. because one of the biggest, um, feedback we got too, right? From like, whenever we would ask questions, like, what is it that, for example, for the holiday one, what is it that you're most worried about um, going into the holiday season? Almost all of um, our feedback that we got was like comments about weight. Yeah. And so, and then before that, we were like talking about how like, that was one of our worries, like getting out of COVID and seeing people again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I remember being like, oh, I, I know we have a short episode with that for what if if for whatever reason we lose ideas, then like we right. have we always have that episode. So that's why that was always in my brain. Right. But then we never got to the point where we're like, what episode should we do? So like I think yeah. that's why it's just been pushed off. Yeah. So Yeah, because I was cool. gonna say like food and diet culture in the sense of, you know how like a lot of the times like when we think of diets, we we are like, ooh eat kale and and I'm like can we normalize the fact that like in our culture like our food is like healthy Healthy. yeah you know and it sustains Mm -hmm. us so I want to talk about that or like oh my god I was gonna diet culture is so ridden with like white supremacy because I oh my gosh like I am yes yes I agree um let's keep going Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so diet culture. Yeah. Somebody writing else. notes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, should I Should I just type it in here? Like, just yeah, like, type make it a in it. Yeah, and then, you know, that way too, like, in our second anniversary, we can talk about like, hey, this is what we wrote. Yeah. Oh, my okay. gosh. Because it was this? so fun to see. Okay, so sex slash kink stuff. Yes. Kink and then, stuff. Diet culture. Yep. Normalizing Filipino food. Yes. Um, can we do like a an episode on what are the things that we are raving about in terms of like Filipino owned like businesses or like products? Yes. I would oh love that. I would love to do that. We should do that. Oh my gosh, yes. And we have a lot of like local businesses owned by Filipinx folks that we just mm-hmm. like can talk all day long. Hashtag mm-hmm. nerd wax candle. Yep. <laughs> just <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, another shout out. Because remember that episode that we did with the candles? Oh, oh, yeah. Just like full of like nostalgia. I know nostalgia. Here. Nostalgia. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the things I want to do is, uh, so my husband and I are trying again for a second kid, and I, you know, there's this almost like hush hush conversation about the trying, mm-hmm. um, trying to have a kid, and sometimes the difficulty right. of experiencing um, or of that, and that's something that like my spouse and I experienced the first time around where the heartbreak of um, seeing that negative mm-hmm. in that, uh, you know, in the, uh, whoa, what is it called? The 
pregnancy tests, tests, right? And then the pressure and all these like advice that like I did not want to hear from from people about like what we should do to yeah. have a baby, like advice like, oh, you should just relax. I'm like, like I, you know, like it's so yeah. I don't know, it's so patronizing or like, oh, you, maybe you shouldn't have to plan for it. I'm like, okay, well, no, that's not how that. Yeah. I mean, like you know, for us, this is what works, but I mean. I don't know. I just, uh, so I kind of want to start that journey so that, you know, part of it too is like, if for example, you know, knock on wood, I end up miscarrying. That's also an opportunity, like kind of like normalize that conversation too. I think a lot of people don't talk about, so people don't often talk about, I mean, know this, like, you know, people don't often talk about, um, trying to have a baby because if it doesn't work, then it hurts, you know, yeah, and you don't want to yeah. talk about it. And so, um, and people don't often talk about the early stages of pregnancy because of um, miscarriages, but I don't know. I'm a little bit scared. Not going to lie. I'm a little bit scared that I even like suggested this. This was super impromptu, but then at the but same time. But it's important, like, right? Because it's like, and thank you for bringing that up, Rissa, because it's like for, mm-hmm. for me personally, um, I mean, I hate saying this because like for me, for our family, at least it was, it was easy yeah. You know, and, yeah. and like I can empathize with just a lot of people that want to have kids whose like mm-hmm. hearts are like wanting to like have a family and then there's just yeah. stuff that like happens, you know. Yeah. Um and and thank you just for normalizing that because I think yeah. like a lot of people like talk about the successes of like yeah, I'm pregnant, you know. Right. Yep. And so there's this assumption because the stories of the successes are the ones that are often told. Right. Like there's this assumption that like, you know, if you don't get if you don't have a baby within your first few tries then there's something wrong with you when there's so many stories like mine that's out there that are just as normal but just not as talked about so so this is my like effort to try to kind of normalize that right yeah that's a great topic we we definitely need that because i'm sure your you know your experience is like the experience or not really experience but like a very similar story to a lot of people out there yeah yeah I mean, there are things too that we can kind of delve deeper into, mm-hmm. you know, because I think in our earlier episodes, like while we delved into it, I feel like I remembered you making comments about how, oh my gosh, there are ways that we can further delve into this um, by, for example, providing the context of X, Y, and Z. So like, um, what was it? I think there was like a working mom episode that we did. Gosh, there's so many episodes, but there was the working mom episode that we did. And then you shared like, oh my gosh, like we can do a whole new episode on working mom and COVID, you know? And Mm, so like, you know, so I wonder if it's like looking at some of the episodes that we have and seeing like, okay, where else can we delve into it, right? Like, for example, the immigration story that we did right now, we talked about it and there's like things that I'm like, oh my God, that's so interesting that that's happening. But Mm -hmm. we- we didn't go down the rabbit hole of the trauma that comes with it Ooh, yeah. because we were trying not to be Debbie Downers because right, the right, trauma right. of COVID was something that kind of, right. you know, but, but I mean, like, I wonder if it's like the realities of the immigration story that we just talked about, right. like further de- delving into that. So right. looking at previous episodes and seeing where can we like go deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. 
Because I was going to say, like, even just, I mean, I, I feel like we kind of touched upon this, but, like, generational trauma, right? And Yeah. And survival mode. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. we kind of talked about that a little bit. But, yeah, there are, like, so many things. Right. To talk about. Yeah. No, you're so right. The generational trauma one, I, oh, my gosh. And, like, healing from that and our mm-hmm. efforts to, like, mm-hmm. I... Yeah, like what are some of the things that we're still experiencing right now in our parenthood, especially now that our kids are at a different age, right? An older age where it's popping up where you constantly have to remind yourself, like you, this is you right now where you can stop the cycle of trauma. Right. This, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's actually really, really cool to go into. Um, I have one that might be fun. Um. Filipino American folks in the media representation <gasps> of that that would be oh fun gosh. Yes. yes I would love that yeah that would oh give us an excuse to watch like hella tv shows and shit yes yeah I want to do a whole spiel about Raya did I tell you I cried like a little bitch <laughs> you told me about- I haven't watched it isn't that bad <laughs> it's so good it. I cry. Like, I think I'm going to continue to always cry every time I watch it. Because I'm just mm. like, oh, representation. Yeah. <laughs> I think you see Bagoong there. And you're just like, yeah, Bagoong. You're just like, I can't. See those Disney shorts fucking tug my heart. <gasps> Did yes. you see the one, that one Disney short? Because remember, um, there was one of like the grandmother who was like with mm-hmm. her um, grandkid making the parol. And then yeah. there was like a second one, like the sequel to it, where the grandkid was now grown up, but like um, is in an interracial relationship. Did you see this one? No, I want to see it, but it's making me yeah. Tear. So <laughs> basically, it's like the the um, the grandkid is now like older. older She's yeah. in an inter interracial relationship with this black guy, mm-hmm. who um, the son is Filipino so it's a stepdad episode yeah oh, and the complexities God, yes. are just like you know all these blended families yes but it's beautiful yes and I've oh, cried. I we did do an episode on interracial relationships right yes I believe so this sounds so familiar I think so I think so because we were we had this game where we were talking about we say one thing, but then they interpret it as like a different thing. Like they take everything like word for word when oh, we're like yeah, read no, in between right. the lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shithead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, no, we did. You're right. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. We got a list going. We got a list. Yeah. Listeners, like seriously, if there's any, anything that you want us to explore, even if it seems like, oh, that seems small, but like, you know what? We will blow it up into like epic proportions because that's what we do at Dirty Nana. Shoot us an email at dirtynana at gmail.com. Oh, is that our email? <laughs> It is. It is. I I like because I was like, who else is going to take it? So I'm like, you know what? You may as well just put that out there before someone takes the email. So if you do have like anything, you know, you can call, not call, you can email dirtynanae at 
um, gmail.com. And then I think our number is 80583-nanai if you wanted to leave a voicemail. Yeah, yeah, let us could. know because we will explore the shit out of things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always fun too to like explore the things that we don't often talk about. Like, and not, not just because it's a taboo topic, but we just didn't realize that was a thing to talk about. And then when somebody says it, you're like, that is a thing that we need to talk about. Like, that is exciting for us. So if there's something that you're just like, I think this is a thing that maybe other people might be experiencing, shoot us an email. Like, let us know because we might be experiencing it. Other people might be as well. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Well, Maligayang Bati. Maligayang Bati. Maligayang Bati. Maligayang, Maligayang, Maligayang Bati. Dirty Not I! Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old.